1: And we are live.
0: It is Thursday, uh, August 20th, I believe it is. Days are blurring still. Um, This is our second episode doing live uh, for Scumbags Wrestling. And this is actually episode number 115 if you've been following us from the start. And so, like I said, last week we have a little bit of a different format. We're going to go through some news and then uh, this week in history. And because this weekend is. SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver weekend, we're going to do predictions for that. But before we get doing all that, we are going to bring in our panel, which includes from Toronto. Steven, how are you today? I'm great. Look what I'm rocking. And he's got the Scumbags Wrestling t-shirt. Mine's in the laundry, but you can get yours like Steven for $30 or the poster for $15, supporting a great charity of... uh, Sick Kids Hospital and Stevens wrestling journey. Other than that, we're going to bring in Jonesy from Niagara Falls. How are you, Jonesy?
1: I am great. I am fantastic. How are things in the falls? Crazy, uh, not bad. Uh, I was down there yesterday. Uh, actually, walked up the hill for the first time since uh, they reopened everything, and uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go there. Unless you want to catch something. It's just not set up right.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of places, even uh, grocery stores, I was just at uh, a little while ago with uh, my wife, and it's like, oh, magically, because the law says you have to wear a mask, everything else is out the window, and uh, there's no limits of how many people are in buildings anymore, it seems, because that magical mask is going to protect you. Uh, Same with Costco. It's crazy.
2: Steven, you look like you were about to say something. Oh, the numbers are out the window. It's We're not going to go there because Steven's going to go on a rant and we'll curse his bar a lot. And it's supposed to be a good week because there was
0: no AEW last night. That's going up on Sunday. Um, but unfortunately, like last week, we started off talking about a death of Kamala this week. We have another death, and it's unfortunately Xavier uh, from Ring of Honor. He was the uh, second ever world champion. Um, He was just 42 years of age. He won the title uh, from low key, uh, which actually was one of the bases for starting Ring of Honor. Um, And then I guess he was supposed to be part of the past versus present show that uh, Ring of Honor was going to do. Prior to uh, COVID uh, shutting down the world. And was supposed to take on Jay Lethal. Unfortunately at this time. From the last report that I saw. uh, They weren't sure what he passed away from. But at 42 years of age. I'm older than that. And that's kind of uh, crazy. uh, To know that somebody is dying younger than me. And it's happened a lot of times. Throughout the wrestling world. Um, Did any of you guys see. um, Xavier as Ring of Honor champ. Yes,
2: vaguely. Um, I remember a little bit of them, but I was excited for the past versus present um, shows they were going to do. But very vaguely, it's you're going back. Or I want to say early two thousands, or he was ROH champion. Yeah, it was
0: probably about that uh, time. Well, obviously when uh, Ring of Honor first started because he did take it off low-key. Um, after he got out of uh, wrestling, I believe it was uh, about 2004 or five, he got uh, into uh, judo and uh, mixed martial arts that way and hadn't been really seen on the wrestling scene until uh, this uh, card that was supposed to come up against Jay Lethal. Uh, so, unfortunately, he's passed away. And, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Xavier, uh, which takes us to our Ontario indie News. Uh, there's not too much uh, about it right now. Uh, though New School Wrestling uh, this past Saturday did uh, drive-ins, dives, and... Uh, drop kicks. drive drop. In, Yeah, drive in dives, and drop kicks. Yeah, and they uh, actually had some matches going on. Um, I guess even one of the matches that was unexpected included uh, the part of the 12-hour psychotic Michael against The Rock. Um, And the falls were – like it's a falls count anywhere, Iron Man 12-hour or 12-day match. And I think I saw the numbers were up to uh, 37 to 35 Uh, just with the craziness that's going on with that. And that's part of Backyard Wrestling, the last Backyard on the uh, right. Um, Episode 2 is happening right now on YouTube, and they're looking for people to uh, sponsor, basically. Um, That whole group with Holden Albright, uh, Von Vertigo, Gabriel Fueza, Alexi and Nicole, and all that group of friends, They've been the ones putting together this uh, Backyard Pro um, second season, which is actually episode number four is happening tonight. And then next uh, Thursday on YouTube. So you can definitely check that out. That's happening on the independent wrestling scene. There's also going to be Hamilton wrestling. Entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah. uh, Putting on a show uh, next weekend, I think. I thought it was this weekend. Or this weekend. I thought it was Saturday because I thought about going. Yeah, so that's happening this weekend. Alpha One is going to be putting on a show. Um, They're still playing around with some of the what they can and can't do uh, legally uh, because as far as, uh, unless things have changed, at last I heard, things like wrestling and uh, judo, like contact contact sports, were not cleared in the context of the uh, regulations of opening uh, Ontario up. So how they're getting around it, who knows? I know uh, No Ring North also did a show this past weekend in an undisclosed location, and they were filming for uh, YouTube as well. Uh Kyle Boone and uh, Shiloh were part of that recording along with, uh, I believe it's Warhead uh, who's heading that up. So, yeah, that's yet to come out. Just... a little bit of underground uh, things going on here and there uh, before things uh, totally pop up. Also Cody Diener uh, for the month of July and uh, finishing up this month. He's been doing his giver for charity and raising funds for Lansdowne Children's uh, Center. And so there's still time to uh, buy merchandise uh, through Cody to help out Lansdowne. And also uh, the other day, Tyson Dukes dropped episode number three of the uh, Hammerlock uh, podcast. And it looks like he's uh, just, it's more in the line of helping people who want to become professional wrestlers or just fans in general, looking back at some of the greatest matches and ring psychology. And he listed the, this week's episode, which is uh, featuring Rick Martel against Ric Flair uh, in All Japan as somewhat homework for the week. And so I know when I stopped by Tyson Dukes factory, he was uh, telling his students to watch certain wrestling uh, just to get a feel for what the talent were doing. And uh, when his son was uh, getting started and was uh, going with Frankie War as a potential tag team at that time, they were told to watch uh, demolition matches. So you can see where some of the influences are. And... He definitely is one for the fundamentals of wrestling and more uh, chain wrestling than anything. So that's why Bret Hart versus uh, 123Kid from Raw was uh, on episode number one. Episode number two was about Kamala. And then uh, this week is uh, Flair and Martel from All Japan. So a lot of things going on, but not so much going on that it used to be. Uh, But things are slowly going. Uh, You said you were thinking about going to Hamilton, Stephen.
2: Yeah, it's only it's a go train. It's forty-five minute go train. I think it's like twelve bucks to go. I thought about going. We'll see.
0: Well, if you end up making it there, we can report on it uh, on our next
2: episode. Yeah, it's just a matter of do I get up and buy a ticket yeah understandable um so
0: normally we would be talking about results and aew and stuff like that but there it really isn't any aew uh, news this week because uh thanks to tnt and their basketball uh with the nba it got bumped it's like uh, how WWE used to get bumped for the westminster dog show and the us open and so they're going to be doing it on saturday at six o'clock. I believe TSN is going to be showing it on their uh, website and their Go app at six o'clock, but you can get it at 10 o'clock on uh, TV, which will be basically after uh, NXT gets done. So you have a whole evening of uh, NXT and AEW to look forward to on Saturday, followed by uh, SummerSlam on Sunday. Uh, but what has happened is AEW did do their Deadly Draw uh, show with the women's tag team. Have, uh, Jonesy, you were saying you saw the uh, Dark earlier. Uh, did you yeah. catch any of the women's uh, Deadly Draw uh, shows? They're only about 40 minutes in length.
1: No. I, I, wa- I know I watched a recent episode of Dark, but I don't recall them even talking about that. Yeah, they really. Haven't. But then again, I kind of half tune out when I'm watching it, so understandable. But they really haven't done too
0: much promotion for this thing that seemed like it was going to be hopeful for the women's division that definitely needed to uh, get jump started because there's so many green talent, and they were doing a mixture of ladies and drawing different colored balls, and if your balls matched, then you were a, uh, a tag team. And it looked like they were going to, at one point, have Nyla Rose, I thought, dominate the whole thing. And that was just going to be a shtick for her to uh, do, uh, dominate and advance that way. But they got rid of her in the first round by putting her with the uh, former Cameron of uh, the Funko Dactyls in WWE. But th- when you look at the matchups that they've had, it's – come down in the finals, which will happen on Saturday, just out of the blue, because nobody's going to know why these women are going against each other on uh, Dynamite, but it's the Nightmare Sisters, Allie and Brandy, going against Ivory and uh, Diamante, who are also a tag team. So the mix-up rule that they were putting out front and trying to see if the makeshift tag team was going to do anything really fell by the wayside and was wasted.
2: Let's get uh, real. This was for Brandy to get on TV, and so she will look good, and I'm calling it now. Allie's going to probably turn on her, or there's going to be something screwy, and it's going to be an accident, and it's done. Yeah,
0: uh, it seems to be the unfortunate thing. Like, and It's it's almost a win-loss situation because you got people like the Young Bucks and Cody and uh, Omega who are in a position of power, but they're not doing their regular stuff. But Cody ended up getting himself the TNT title to make up for the fact that he's not going for the world title. And it looks like Brandy's going to try and put herself over. And the Young Bucks haven't put themselves over yet, but it's bound to happen. And if uh, Omega gets his head out of his ass, and starts wrestling like uh, people saw in Japan, then he's going to be over. And so while people are complaining that they're not doing what they should
2: do, they're going to complain that they're doing too much. So, Well, the problem is is Omega's booking the women's division. The Young Bucks are booking the tag division. And Cody is basically booking the single Mm -hmm. men. There's no continuity. It's dumb. It's frustrating. I hate watching it. I'm stress-eating thinking about Saturday, having to watch horseshit wrestling. Yeah, well, and you see uh, Timmy
0: Cordero, uh, almost every Thursday, his uh, rough and rant for uh, the minute or two that he does is always about the bad roughing that goes on there. Like, they uh, say they want to be different than WWE, but then they're a joke uh, at the same time. And we talked about it the other day on Fantasy Warfare Tournament that hopefully um ftr are going to be able to break that mold and straighten up the tag team division but if the young bucks are uh, the ones running it uh, behind the scenes then it might just be a lost cause
2: might be a lost cause well oh it's, it's, it's it. a lost a cause it's just a matter of how big of a disaster it is every week yep. every week they tend to top themselves it's kind of amazing When you don't think they could get
0: any worse, they do. So I just want to quickly run through some of the um, other news uh, before the big news of uh, what's happening tomorrow and going forward with WD. But WD Network has added um, some classic indie wrestling uh, to their network, including Evolve, WXW, ICW, and Progress. That has been rumored for a while. They finally pulled that trigger on the weekend. Um hopefully we'll see some of the uh, Smash versus uh Progress or X, uh, WXW stuff that they did coming up. Uh any of that interests you, uh Jonesy? I'd uh,
1: take a look at it. Uh I think it like might I, be I, here. So I I was watching some uh guerrilla warfare wrestling or whatever it's called, and uh seeing Walter and God, they were all big guys in a triple threat match. Uh, but I'll watch any wrestling. It's usually the first couple matches that make me decide whether I want to watch that brand, whether it's because of commentating, camera work, whatever. I'm
2: assuming you watch Pro Wrestling Gorilla and I feel bad for you.
1: Actually, I I pro wrestling, I, I don't care about really the the commentating—it's uh, the wrestling. The wrestling, t- to me, is is pretty good. I haven't really seen a terrible match yet. Watching that, I haven't watched it all, but and I—I I mean, I just like the—I just—I I like the fact that they have big names in the indies that go to this one place and. You, you, you get to see tons of different guys wrestling each other before they make it big or even after they make it big. So I, I, I
2: like pro wrestling gorilla. Wait till you see the fake hand grenade spot or the thumb in the ass spot.
1: Well, I, with comedy wrestling, it for me, it depends. If it's a constant comedy wrestling, then I, I don't want to just constantly watch that stuff. But if they're doing... Still good moves in that. I can deal with the comedy. But to me, the comedy wrestling is more for a live crowd. And if there's not people there, why do it? What, for the camera? No, wrestling right now, to me, should be gritty as shit. Should be, like, stripped down. You don't need all the flashy lights and all that crap. Just concentrate on wrestling and entertaining people. You don't need all that flashy crap.
2: That's how you can tell you haven't watched AEW because it's all comedy. It's They think they're a Saturday Night Live sketch, I think. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, Jonesy, it's bad.
1: Well, no, like, I've, like, s- I've seen some of it, but I, I think the reason why there's a lot of comedy wrestling right now is because indie wrestling got so hot, and in indie wrestling, they do more stuff for the live crowd which is the goofy shit stuff for kids or whatever which again i don't mind as long as you got some good matches in there and there's a point where they stop doing the silly stuff that's why in smash when
2: you smash you can get away with a psycho mike and a cody Deaner every so match in there because you look at the rest of the card there's seven matches there might be one maybe two comedy matches so I leave mm-hmm. five to six solid matches where you're blown away. Don't and
0: it's entertainment for the whole family at that point. And yeah. I'm not I'm a comedy good. fan.
2: I don't know if you haven't noticed. I'm not a big comedy wrestling fan. But Psycho Mike is kind of the edge of my acceptance. Cause, well, because he looks like a professional wrestler. I wasn't a big fan of the magic lamp or the conscience part in Smash, that's not that. But you put him in the ring, he looks like a professional wrestler. He is an amazing wrestler. I, the conscience and the magic lamp were too much for me. Yeah, he had a conscience that he wrestled and he had a magic lamp. I wanted to slip my wrist every time it happened because it's not for
1: me. I've seen him rest of the rock, so
2: yeah, see, and
1: I won't watch that. Pro. I won't watch for, Pro. for me. That's that's funny to watch, but do I want to watch uh, an, a rematch of that? No, do I want to watch? I want to, I there, there's got to be a point where you go back to serious. That's the way with a with ones like AEW and all that, have your more family comedy show, and then your main show should be half, if you want to do comedy, and the other half, good stuff. My favorite the matches to watch are actually the real hardcore fluorescent tube crap that is in Japan. I love that stuff. And well, the you reason-
0: won't be getting that uh, in AEW much anymore because uh, one of the other notes that I forgot to mention with AEW is they just got rid of Jimmy Havoc along with... Uh, B Priestley and Sadie Gibbs, and WD got a lot of backlash on getting rid of all their talent that they did to save up money and that weren't being used, and now they're all scattered uh, mostly at Impact, but nobody's really said much about uh, AEW releasing people, so it's a little bit hypocritical, I
2: think, of people. Shocking. Dave Meltzer's like, no, it's okay. They're over in England. no. I also am not sad Jimmy Havoc's gone. I hope he, we never see him on wrestling again because he was just cutting yeah. his up and B. Priestley and Sid um, Gibbs. They both have big futures. Uh, they're both green. They both need a lot of... They both would fit into NXT. Give them time behind the scenes. Um, I mean, we'll see what Saturday brings. I'm assuming it's going to be a shit show. Well, speaking of uh, NXT, uh, Velveteen Dream ended
0: up returning last week and uh, ended up getting into the ladder match that's going to happen on uh, Saturday. There's been talk about the fact that he was, uh, I guess, brought up with giving pitchers uh, possibly to a minor... and he said that there was going to be an investigation, a third party, and they denies it. And all of a sudden, he disappeared. He's back, and Triple H was uh, interviewed about uh, stuff going on, and that subject with Patrick Clark got brought up. And he basically said that uh, it, his absence had nothing to do with the accusations and that he was in a car accident, and that's why he's back. But they didn't... Re- even address the fact that if a th- investigation
2: did happen, uh, he's clear, that's why he's back, too. No, he, he, he did say in a different interview that they had the investigation and it basically came back. I don't want to use the exact words that it wasn't true, but it wasn't enough evidence or something. Currently. Now the we going around, uh, fired fire the dream. Yeah, so it's sort of like uh, Matt Riddle, where that was that didn't happen either. In his case, it was a stalker. Here's the thing: it was Matt Riddle. Clearly, it started as a consensual adult relationship, turned into something crazy. Woman, it sounds like. Velveteen Dream was sending inappropriate pictures to minor boys minor. and minor girls. Can't do that, yeah, but
0: I guess whatever uh happened, he's cleared of all that and is back and going to be part of the ladder match on Saturday. Goldberg has said that he uh has still two more matches per year uh for 2021 and 2022. Um, do we care?
1: Should he just go away or you just, know what match he, he should enough? be in? He should be in a Survivor Series match with a team because that way he'll be there more than a couple minutes in a match and he could be the hot tag, man, the hot tag.
2: Get covered up. I assume that it's going to be tag matches. And probably was supposed to be uh, Saudi Arabia shows.
0: Uh, so since it was supposed to be two a year with them as well. I would think so or... Some sort of because the crown prince loves his uh nostalgia guys, including uh wanting Ultimate Warrior and Yokozuna to be there.
1: Yeah.
0: Sure. Bring them back They're the hard
1: way. they're hard guys to get, man. Yeah.
0: They have they've been incognito for a while. Non communication. Uh New Japan is going forward with their G one tournament.
2: Um, and that's gonna start next month, like September nineteenth. You missed something about AEW which that, is that? the twenty seventh, twenty sixth. I have to would look have to look up the date. They're letting ten percent of fans back into their shows at Daily's place. Yeah, I noticed
0: that the, on my way home from work uh, that popped up on me, and was going to get to that. But yeah, ten percent, uh, thirty dollars a ticket. Uh, one should hope in a way that they are further back and let the talent be on the floor if they're going to they see talent there and not, that way they're not uh, just putting fans in there that can basically hijack the show.
2: No, it's so it's the orchestra, so the main floor and the first section of seats. there's no fans. It's in the second section and the like the balconies. But there's only ten percent uh, clusters of two, three, four, five, and six, depending on who all shows up together. Yeah. Well, no, you have to buy your tickets ahead, and it's in clusters of two, three, four, five, or six. Oh, okay. And there's they've showed the map um, on, and it's I'm sh- I'm sure that will get the TV time, but I think this is the, them trying to counteract. W- w- yeah, also, Mike Tyson's
0: exhibition uh, fight with Roy Jones was scheduled for September 12th. It's now been moved to November 28th, so this now frees him up to possibly show up at All Out uh, and be involved with Jericho again. Uh, do you see that
2: happening? No, I think they realized that was a shit show. Let's hope so. I think they, re- they thought that was a good idea until they got all the negative what is this from what are we going back like 20 years like
1: right. Jer- what's Dennis Rodman doing they should get him uh, well i know
2: at this point i mean jericho couldn't carry mike tyson to something watchable he bare he couldn't carry uh, orange cassidy to something watchable and orange cassidy's a wrestler um, but mike tyson that would be a disaster if they put him in the ring. If they're going to do anything, I'd assume maybe some sort of uh, enforcer for. That would work. 1 1 for Jericho um, Cassidy. So you would assume that they would have a third match at some point. Yeah. Check Norris for that. Oh, Jesus. At this point, let's get. <laughs> Um, the, yeah. Fighting machine and Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> yeah, like since they do like to do um, everything WCW and their D- WE used to do. Yeah,
0: the- it's rehash. Uh, so, yeah, one last note before we move on to WWE stuff. Um, New Japan is going to be doing their G1 tournament starting on September 19th. But normally, G1 has two brackets an A pool and a B pool. And when A pool wrestles, B pool is the undercard doing tag matches and stuff like that, and vice versa. When B does it, A does uh, the undercard matches. But because of COVID, they're going to be changing that up, and they're the pools are not going to uh, cross over at, at all during this until probably the final match uh, with the winners from each pool. And so it looks like they're going to probably rely on some of their uh, juniors to uh, fill in the uh, blanks of the uh, tag matches and uh, matches in between the uh, tournament matches. Any thoughts on G1? Because I know, uh, Jonesy, you like uh, the
1: New Japan wrestling. I do like it. I probably won't watch it, but uh, uh, I do like the New Japan.
2: I'm actually quite excited for G1, and I like the idea of the brackets staying separate. I would hope this would be something – Continuing into the future where you don't see the crossover and you get to have your junior heavyweights and your young lions get some exposure with big names. So I'm kind of excited. I'll I'll watch it like I always do on a delay. I tend to let it build up for a week and catch up all in one chunk, but. As opposed to being up at five or six o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I'm not a morning person. Shocking. It's not a, it's, it's a bad thing that, that I'm up at 7 o'clock most mornings, Monday to Friday. Yeah, no. So moving
0: on to some WDE news before we get to uh, the big move uh, happening tomorrow night. Uh, it came out yesterday that Renee Young uh, has apparently given her notice uh, to leave WDE. She's expected to work uh, this weekend for SummerSlam. And beyond that, uh, it's unknown where she's going to end up uh, landing from here. Uh, some think AEW, where John Moxley, her husband, is. Others are thinking uh, she could end up in uh, ESPN or Fox News. Uh, unfortunately, she was underutilized in certain areas, overexposed uh, when she got put into a Raw commentating because she had Vince in her ear and... A three-person booth is just not so good, Uh, so they hung her out to dry on that one. Then they got her uh, backstage uh, on Fox, but with the pandemic and low ratings, that show got canceled. So unfortunately, as talented as she is and she's been around for a while, I was surprised at how long actually she had been uh, working for them after she left uh, Sportsnet. Uh, Looks like our days with Renee Young are done. Thoughts on that, guys?
2: I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Um, I'm guessing she's going to get an offer from ESPN, but here's my my concern. She's going to end up in AEW. She's going to be the backstage interviewer, and it's just not going to be... Or they put her in a uh,
0: match situation uh, or storyline because of Moxley.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I, I'd love her, and this is me being selfish. I'd love her to come back to like a Sportsnet or a TSN so I could see her every day because she actually can talk sports and it's actually kind of entertaining. But I assume it, the thing is, if she ends up at ESPN, she can still dabble with the WWE, like how ESPN has that relationship. Coach, yeah, yeah, or
0: even over at Fox.
2: Yeah, but I, I'm guessing she's gonna end up with AEW, and it's they're going it's just another. And I hate to say this, ex WWE employee going on over to AEW to make it WWE light. Yep. Um, so WD also said that they'll be no longer allowing
0: touching of fans and talent. Um, during autograph signings and stuff like that. Um, that also had, if you saw it on Facebook, uh, some lovely pictures of fans getting a little too touchy feely with uh, some of the female talent. And you could just see the grimace on their face as they're trying to force a smile. Uh, so that's not going to happen anymore. And I guess it's coming at a good time because a gentleman named Philip Thomas was arrested after breaking into the home of Sonia DeVille this past weekend. Um, Apparently, he parked his car, got into her estate, um, waited till after dark, and broke in at like 2.45 in the morning. And uh, it startled Sonia and her guest, which apparently turned out to be Mandy Rose. Um, And they quickly got out of there, uh, called the police. But when he was caught, he had some mace handcuffs zip ties uh, a knife tape and everything and yeah he was just obviously not planning on having tea or anything with uh, Sonia and Mandy and uh, he's now being charged with stalking and a bunch of other charges um, well yeah that's
1: were- that's like a kit for uh, the CSI investigation unit there
0: yeah Um uh, Thankfully, I guess she had an alarm on her house in Florida or things could have turned out a lot worse for both of them. Yeah, it, it was That's scary. Yeah, it's, fans can take it too far. And the worst part is... That's like, not a fan, though. <laughs> I don't understand as well this fan's mentality either because if he was going after Sonya... He doesn't realize that she's a lesbian. Like, he's not going to get anywhere
2: with her. Like, uh, what, uh, let's not justify anything. He's mentally
1: to Where is his mom? Hence, the zip, hence the, the zip up? ties and all that.
0: Yeah, he was uh, going to kidnap and hold them hostage or something. And it's like, for what reason? What? What is your thought process
2: behind this? I, I There ain't no thought
0: process. Yeah, clearly. It's really out there and dumb um last thing before the move is that last friday aj styles introduced a ranking system on smackdown for um who could be a contender for the intercontinental title and of course uh his whiteboard said that he's the best and nobody else deserves one jeff hardy came out and that uh, is turned into a fight that's going to happen tomorrow night uh jeff against aj but the key note on that whole segment was the gentleman that was brought in as the statistician was joseph parks chris park is his real name but that's abyss making his on-camera debut for WWE. do you like this idea i think he's 46 or something like that um he can still probably go but i think he's basically retired and that's why he's uh, working backstage as an agent but he now has an on-camera persona As Joseph Parks and being associated with AJ, another TNA guy. um, Do you see anything going forward with Abyss or Joseph Parks? Or is this a
2: one-off sidekick to AJ? I think it's a short-term storyline to get people to pop. And I think this is a red herring for the retribution stable group. I think it'll be we'll see him maybe this week but I can't see them if they were gonna bring in abyss he would have done it when he signed as an agent talent whatever what a year ago two years ago Yeah but at the same time
0: uh, desperate times calls for desperate measures as the roster really thin right now and that's why they're using Joseph Park's uh, character or is it just
2: for the AJ story. It's just for the AJ story, because if you're going to bring Abyss back, you have a built-in, you put him with Wyatt, the Fiend, and that's a built-in, keeps him relevant and doesn't have to wrestle a lot. So I think it's a very short-term, because to me, Abyss fits in with the Fiend. You could have had him as one of his followers. Abyss doesn't have to, you put him in tag matches and stuff. Bis being older, doesn't have to wrestle it, like, take as many bumps. I mean, I think it's going to be very short-term. I think it gives – I would love to see a Bis have one match in WWE.
0: And sadly, he could have had that years ago when they tried to bring him in to go against Taker at WrestleMania, and he said no and stayed with TNA to be an original.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would love to see one match just so –
1: he might do a rum, uh, rumble. Uh,
2: well, that's... A, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... You know,
1: of when, they, when they do the 70-man uh, uh, Royal Rumble, you know. Over in Saudi Arabia.
2: <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting to see if it's still around, how you do a Royal Rumble. On this uh, light uh, roster.
1: <laughs> well, not even just that. Like... You're not allowed to have more than five people in the ring. It's kind of like the video game where it it maxed out how many you could have in the ring until one was thrown out.
2: Well, that's what I mean. you can't have, you know, how there's always that one spot in the rumble where there's
1: 12 people thrown
2: out. Yeah, you just won't have that. Okay, we gotta hurry up. For, I got 15 minutes before I gotta go. Uh, okay.
0: So the last thing is the fact that the WD Performance Center is being moved out and they're going to the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida starting tomorrow night with the thunderdome uh so they did testing uh of it today and steven has stuff up on his uh screen you can see how people are there uh in the arena and uh yeah you can end up being a part of the show you just have to sign up in time uh But what was that sale at Walmart for? It looks like a video game. Uh, So a new era of WWE is coming up starting tomorrow. Lasers, pyros, uh, drone footage, uh, you name it. We'll have to see what happens on that. And it's going to go forward for at least the next two months without fans there. And yeah. They're hoping that that's going to uh, bring back ratings. Meanwhile, I think they need to look at uh, what they're putting out in the ring uh, more so than just their visual presentation that way. I think the the visual presentation will help. Oh, yeah. I've also heard that there's a thought that Shane McMahon might take over lead writing of Raw, which won't be so bad because as much as I'm a Bruce Pritchard fan, he's being spread out way too thin uh, doing both shows. Yes. And this brings us, since we have 15 minutes, NXT TakeOver Predictions. Uh, it happens this Saturday on the WWE Network. And uh, we'll run down the six matches that are here, including uh, a number one contenders uh, match for the tag team titles, Breezango. Orny Lorkin and uh, Danny Burch uh, taking on Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza in a three-way tag team match. Any idea who you have for that?
2: I assume it's going to be Danny Burch and Orny Lorcan. I would love to see the um, Joaquin Wilde and uh, what's his name? Ra- Raul-, and Raul Mendoza? But I assume it's gonna be Birch and Lorkin since they would fit into that like a storyline with Imperium. so that's where I'm going. Yeah, that would fit
0: uh, against Imperium. Uh, maybe even uh, just do uh, Rizango, but yeah, eventually I do see Wild and uh, Mendoza getting it because then their stable will have all at least three titles because uh, their leader. Uh, I can think of his name at the moment. Uh, uh, Santo Escobar. Yes. Yeah. Escobar has the uh, light heavyweight title or the cruiserweight title. Then we have Finn Balor taking on Timothy Thatcher. And that uh, got announced last night. Uh, Thatcher is uh, quickly becoming a force in uh, NXT but he's also
2: going against the first-ever universal champion. I'm saying Timothy Thatcher, he needs the win, and especially against an established star like Finn Balor. Um, I mean, I want to see Balor get back into um, the main event picture on a Raw or a SmackDown, but I think this would put Timothy Thatcher on the next level.
0: Yep. Um, My thought is uh, Thatcher as well. Balor, uh, as established as he is, doesn't really need the uh, win. uh, And Thatcher is starting to get a name for himself. Uh, Then we move on to the women's title. Io Shirai takes on Dakota Kai.
2: Oh, it's Eero Shirai wins this. Um, they only gave her the belt, what, two months ago? Yeah, take over in your house uh, when she ended up uh, getting it off of uh, Charlotte. Uh, I, to me, it's Io Shirai. She, she, she just doesn't have it long enough.
0: Well, the only way I can see Dakota Kai winning is, uh, and I might even just pick her uh, right now, um, is that Io Shirai goes up to the main roster and uh, is paired up with Asuka. Uh, it's the new Kabuki Warriors, and they do need a tag team uh, to go against uh, the Golden uh, Role Models the following week at Payback.
2: My thing is, I just don't. I get it. I just, I was. I'm kind of hoping to see Eero Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. Understandable, uh, but Ripley's uh, caught up with
0: everything going with Robert Stone and Aaliyah. That moves us on to the ladder match Uh, for the currently vacant uh, North American title. It was vacated by Keith Lee after he won the NXT championship. Uh, No need to hold on to both belts, somewhat like uh, Warrior did when he beat Hogan. And that has us with uh, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Velveteen Dream, Cameron Grimes, and Damian Priest all contending for the belt.
2: I want to say Cameron Grimes, just because I think he's an amazing talent, amazing wrestler, or Damian Priest, just because that's who I'd go. I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes. Yeah, at the end of uh, last
0: night's show, Bronson Reed had the uh, title in his hand after a brawl. But I I think that's also, again, a red herring that always happens with WD, that you think, oh, that guy's got it, and that's the last person that's going to have it. Uh, Velveteen Dream returned and is heel, but you have Johnny Gargano in there. Uh, Tough call. I might go with Grimes as well. I like that uh, idea. He's uh, deserving of it at this moment, and... uh, he can still feud with uh, Damian Priest going forward or somebody like that. Uh, then we have Adam Cole taking on uh, Pat McAfee. Uh, the, Pat McAfee is a guy from ESPN, probably the only guy that people would be able to cheer Adam Cole for uh, to kick his ass because nobody likes Pat McAfee. Every t- since I first saw him show up on WWE TV, I've hated the guy and wanted to
2: turn the channel, and now he's in a match with Adam Cole. I'm going Adam Cole because you can't have you you shouldn't have a rest or a football player. And I'm being generous because he was a punter come in and beat Adam Cole, who's probably your best talent. But here's and my longest thing. reigning NXT champion. Here's my thing. If Adam Cole loses, you know he didn't sign a new contract. That's your giveaway. Yeah. No uh, way out. I think he's uh, signed
0: and he's uh, going to be staying around. And this was their way of uh, turning him face uh, for a run. That way, there was nobody else you could really turn him face with. But going forward, he can go against other heels after he gets rid of McAfee.
2: Thing is, is he, he's pretty much going to – should be moved – that whole unspeed error move up to the main roster anyways. So I haven't heard that he signed, but I think that's a – I mean, McPhee supposedly has been training for a while now under Rip Rogers, so hopefully he's got some sort of skill. And Triple H said he uh, looked good
0: in the ring, so we'll have to wait and see. And the main event sees the uh, NXT champion, Keith Lee, defending against Karrion Cross, who will have Scarlett in his corner. Uh, there was a fireball thrown in uh, Keith Lee's face uh, when he opened up the contract to sign it the, last week or two weeks ago. Um, and so this is the main event.
2: Keith oh, Lee. I got, I got Karrion Kross winning. I think as much as I love Keith Lee, he's should be up to main roster soon anyways also i prefer him to chase carrying cross um, and carrying cross is they've set him up to be a killer, killer and, <laughs> exactly and i'm thinking you put the title on cross you then have multiple you have if adam cole is truly a babyface you have adam cole can chase you have You have Finn Balor, you have people. I assume Karen Cross wins. And then I'd assume Keith Lee's moving up to the main roster. They need him. Yeah. And I think uh, Karen Cross is up to the main roster by um, Rumble. Yeah, by Rumble. Yeah. Keith Lee uh,
0: deserving of the title. But could be just that transition champion that they uh, put in place to give fans the goodwill of feeling Keith Lee getting the belt
2: and now moving and, forward. And NXT's never really had that transitional short champion. Everyone's had that title for a, a run. So, and Carrying K- Cross is like you just sit and watch him from the entrance right through. I I'm a big Carrying Cross fan, so. I
0: think he wins. And that brings us over to Sunday with SummerSlam. Uh, that's going to be happening at the Amway Center in uh, Orlando. And let's start off with Mandy Rose against Sonya Deville. Uh, we just talked about them uh, having their harrowing experience with the stalker. Hopefully uh, they're in a good mindset to work on uh, Sunday. But this is going to be a hair versus hair match. Uh, Sonia Deville recently attacked Mandy and cut her hair. Does she get the
2: job done, or does Sonya come out a cue ball? I assume this match doesn't even happen, based on the fact that Sonia Deville was deposed today. I don't expect both of them to have the capacity to wrestle, and I, wouldn't, I don't blame them. If the match does happen, Mandy Rose wins because you don't want, you can't have. The heel always loses the hair versus
0: hair, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll uh, end up ultimately seeing. Ultimately, see what happens uh, tomorrow on SmackDown if they show up on there. Uh, then, Oscar is not only challenging Sasha for the uh, Raw Women's Title; she's also challenging Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Title. Does Oscar pick up any of those titles, or do Sasha and Bailey retain? Sasha and Bailey retain and then go on to defend their tag team titles at uh, payback.
2: payback. They'll lose the tag titles. I don't see them losing the singles, the women's singles. I can see
0: one of them losing their uh, uh, title, and I'm, I see it being Bailey because she's been losing a lot lately, and that would make her possibly the jealous one. Uh Because ultimately they are
2: setting up for Sasha versus Bailey again. I still think it's too early to set that up, though. Yeah, because they've been dominant on TV for a while. Well, you want to set that up for when fans are around.
0: Tag Team titles are on the line. As Angel Garza and Andrade challenged the Street Profits, Uh, it
2: was revealed that uh, Zelina Vega did the poisoning. You've got new Tag Team champs. Garza and Andrane. I
0: think so as well. They need to uh, shuffle it up a bit. Um, I also think
2: you have uh, someone come in to join uh, the Vegas group. I'm not sure who, but uh, another Latin star. The U.S. title is on the line as MVP challenges uh, Apollo Cruz. I've actually got MVP winning this match. I think it will help the hurt business. I think it gives, um, a rematch in a week, a payback. Cause I think there's a screwy finish. Um, I think you have MVP win and then you have some sort of lumberjack or something match the following week at payback. MVP verse or Apollo Cruz verse MVP for the title again.
0: I see Apollo retaining and defending the following week against Lashley, and Lashley Thank picking you. up the it's, title. It's one of those payback. Then we have the Fiend t- challenging for the uh, Universal Title against Braun Strowman. And they've had a lot of interaction with Alexa Bliss and the possibility that Braun is in love with her, but
2: no, he says he has no feelings for her. I say the Fiend wins, and I think we actually finally get Sister Abigail. I hope
0: the Fiend wins. I hope Alexa is not uh, Sister Abigail, uh, that they do something and bring somebody else in. Is that, and it's been a, a swerve, and she, whoever it is takes out Alexa. And Braun does actually reveal that he does care for her. Nikki Croft, uh, maybe. Maybe, but I hope it's somebody we haven't seen. Ray Mysterio is going to be in the corner of his son as he makes his debut all these years later after uh, Ray retained the guardianship or parentalship from uh, Eddie in a ladder match. But he's going to take on the guy who took out his dad's eye, Seth Rollins, in a no
2: holds barred match. I think Dominic wins. I think it's the wrong choice that Dominic's going to win, but I think Dominic's going to win. Seth Rollins should win, but I thought it was only uh, Dominic can use the uh, uh, whatever. Dominic's going to win because it set it up way too well for Dominic not to win, especially after the 30 caning lashes. Yeah. And the thing is, well, uh, Ray signed, obviously, to keep his son there.
0: with the no holds barred uh, street fight uh, sort of aspect to it, that's going to allow Murphy to get in there, Ray to get in there, maybe a return of Aleister Black. And there's going to be a lot of smoke and mirrors covering up for the lack of experience of Dominic. Okay, hurry up. Let's go. And our final match is for the WWE Championship Randy Orton challenging Drew
2: McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. There's no, don't pull the title off of him. He needs a run with fans.
0: Okay, bye, guys. See ya. Bye. I do see uh, Drew McIntyre, unfortunately, losing. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Randy Orton uh, getting the title uh, to defend against Edge when Edge is able to come back. Uh, they're, they've been building up Randy as a killer, unfortunately. Uh, and Drew's title uh, reign has been absent of fans to know whether he's uh, a good champ or not. I've enjoyed him uh, in that regards, but the ultimate win that he had at WrestleMania was tarnished by not having fans there. I think if they set it up properly that Drew can get it back when there is fans uh, around and that moment feels a lot better uh, and momentous for him. Uh, so that's SummerSlam. That's happening Sunday. I believe there's a pre-show at 5 o'clock, uh, main show at 7. They're going to go all out because it's another uh, major event instead of their B-shows. And that's what's happening on that front. WWE Network, check it out this Sunday, Saturday for NXT TakeOver. So, Jonesy, do you plan on watching any of uh, the, these shows? Uh No. Okay, no, more likely not. Just see highlights of it, so you can. Uh,
1: yeah, like I'll, I'll go on. I'll go on YouTube the next day and watch. Oh, you no. know the big ma- the bigger matches. Uh, but
0: so they'll be I- highlights as soon as they are done, or oh, yeah, through the match because WD can't help themselves but expose themselves uh, that much instead of allowing people to be on and watch it. They. Just give it away. So, we due to timing, we skipped over this week in wrestling.
1: And that's your section, Chris. All right. What about this week in, week in wrestling? Well, I'm going to start from August 14th and work my way to today's date. Uh, back in August 14th, 21 years ago, WCW presented their last Roadwired pay-per-view in Sturgis. This event would be replaced by a New Blood Rising uh, on the 15th of August, uh, 16 years ago. Randy Orton won the World Heavyweight Championship in Toronto at SummerSlam. Uh, we I was there for Yep. Um, August 16th, uh, 34 years in Philadelphia. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express defended the Midnight Express 2-1 in a best set of three falls. Match to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. And yeah, the Rock and Roll Express are still going today. Um, yeah, they were just 16, out on AEW. Oh, oh wow. Uh, 16 years ago, Evolution turned on Randy Orton on uh, Raw in London, Ontario. We were there for that as well. Uh, ten years ago, at a Raw taping in Los Angeles, uh, Sheamus defeated Zack Ryder in just 11 seconds to retain the WWE Championship. I think that's still a record for the fastest WWE Championship match. Um, at least Even it was. When, four years ago it was. I guess Backlund and uh, uh,
0: Diesel after uh, Survivor Series, yep. it would have been like eight seconds.
1: But that was for the, the I think, the uh, WWF championship. Okay. That must uh, or this is the fastest on a Raw. Could have been the fastest on a Raw. Work? Let my cat out. There we go. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, August 17th, uh, 10 years ago today, at SmackDown taping, Alberto Del Rio and his personal ring announcer, Uh, Ricardo both made their WWE television debut 10 years ago. I thought that was a lot longer. Actually, when I read that, I had to look it up to make sure that was true because it just seems like he'd been there much earlier than that, but he hadn't. Uh, August 18th, uh, Class of the Champions saw Fred uh, Ottman do a face plant, and the rest is history. Uh, Poor Tuggers, man. That was a rough night for him. Uh Also on August 18th, uh, 24 years ago, at a pre-warm-up match at SummerSlam, Yokozuna lost the match uh, trying to do a bonsai drop on Steve Austin, and the ring ropes broke. I remember ordering that pay-per-view to watch it. Uh, yeah, I, I that
0: with Steve Austin was on a pre-show at that time.
1: Well, I think at that time, they didn't quite know – know what to do with him but having him take on a guy like yokozuna and winning the way he did i don't know i think i think it was i think it was the right thing to do and austin the promo he cut afterwards just putting yokozuna down was just fantastic um and then august 20th uh 57 years ago um, in Minneapolis, uh, Crusher and Dick the Bruiser uh, defeated the Car- Carmel Cops <laughs> to win the AWA uh, World Tag Team Championships uh, 24 That'll years be ago today. For, uh, that knowledge Sorry? will come
0: in handy for uh, next week's Fantasy Warfare tournament because uh, Crusher and Bruiser are actually in the first round against the Heart Foundation.
1: Uh, yes, they are. And I'm trying to think who I... Have winning that match. Um, oh, and 25 years ago was the Cactus Jack at Terry Funk uh, no ropes exploding barbed wire uh, match, and the finish everything off. 14 years ago today, WWE presented SummerSlam. It featured the final WWE match of Hogan. Uh, so there you go. That is a week in the history of wrestling.
0: Yeah, so a lot of things happened in uh, August. It's nice to look back at uh, some of these. And uh, I think when we have more time to uh, spend on these uh, moments, we can uh, share thoughts and uh, everything about that. But fans need to pay attention to some of these uh, events because some of this knowledge might be needed for a special trivia show.
1: Want to tell us about that, Chris? Sure. So I close my door again. My cat keeps going in and out. Um, the Wrestling Trivia Game Show. It's uh, on uh, YouTube. Uh, I think it's on YouTube. And if you just put in um, in Scumbags, you'll see you can find uh, uh, us on our um, Facebook page. Uh, we have ooh, episodes there now. And there'll be another one tomorrow. Uh, and then another one more than likely on Monday. Uh, we might even fit in a short um, a game show in there with some summer same questions. Um, but yeah, I've got a lot more uh, done. I'm ready to record more episodes. So um, need people. Or it's just so going to be you against mean, against uh, uh,
0: the world. Yeah, apparently. So if you're interested and want to try and beat me, uh, in, uh, Chris's, uh, wrestling trivia challenge, then, uh, please contact either myself or Chris. And, uh, yeah, you can be a part of that. Uh, we'll get you on there. Potential for prizes, and, uh, much more as uh, time goes on. But also another show that you are a part of is the fantasy warfare tournament. And this past week, we, uh, Went through, or yesterday we went through uh, the second half, uh, second part of our 64-person uh, tournament or team tournament, and the Dudley Boys came out on top to meet up with the uh, Midnight Express, and they won the first uh, week. So here's a preview of what to expect next uh, Wednesday. We're having a few difficulties on that one. gotta um, yeah, love the yeah learning. Wow. got everybody. Does, uh, does the
1: Rock and Roll Express look freaking old in that? <laughs> yeah, well, they were just on
0: AEW the other day. Um, just to give a rundown, because I have the actual list right here. Uh, the Heart Foundation is going to take on Bruiser and Crusher. Miracle Violence Connection Against the Rock and Roll Express. The Motor City Machine Guns taking on the APA. The Brainbusters against the Rock and Sock Connection. New Age Jotlaws take on the Briscoe Brothers, who can also do body work. Jerry and Jack Briscoe. Hybrid 2 taking on the Outsiders. Lucha Brothers taking on Road Warriors. And the Bullet Club, or the Good Brothers, taking on the New Day. So, next Wednesday, 6 p.m., on our YouTube and Facebook uh, pages you can uh, check out our rundown of bracket number three to see who joins up with the Dudley Boys and Midnight Express. This one's going to be a hard one. Last uh, episode had a lot of families in there. This one has a lot of uh, mixed teams put together. Uh, So we'll see who comes out on top and uh, takes it. Most people might even just looking at that, say the Road Warriors going all the way but there might be a team that is better than them that on paper will surprise you. We'll see what happens as it uh, unfolds, but that's happening uh, next Wednesday on there. And yeah, just want to make sure everybody tunes in whether they're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. They can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts from. And finally, one last reminder, as you saw Steven wearing the shirt, you can buy your own scumbags wrestling shirt, supporting independent wrestling. And it has 22 stars of the Ontario wrestling scene, including the pillars, Carter Mason, the King of the North, Casey Spinelli, the wild child, Joey threat, Alexia, Nicole, Students from the Tyson Dukes Russell Factory, including Jordan James, Alec Realm, uh, Violet Lee, Kyle Boone, Shiloh, and many more. Plus, Halal Beefcake, Kevin Bennett, Kevin uh, Blackwood, Daniel Garcia, you name it, they're on there. $30 for the shirt, $15 for a 11 by 17 poster. All the money is going to SickKids Hospital in Toronto. For Curie Malformation uh, Research, as part of Stephen's wrestling journey. You can check out Stephen, who is a huge wrestling fan, just turned nine years old. He has his own page. He can talk smack like the, uh, anybody else can. Check out his page on Facebook and support a great cause. Get a uh, brand new merchandise as things start opening up. You can go to shows with a brand new shirt and know that you uh, helped out in the long run. Uh, anything else you want to add uh, before we sign out if you're a Jonesy? Not that I can think of, no. Okay, so until
1: next week, we will see you again.